0: Real Good Running Podcast. No matter what level runner you are, and whether you prefer road or trail running or both, you will find this podcast informative, motivating, inspiring, and entertaining. We have interesting guests, running-related information, inspirational stories about real runners, and much more. Now, here's your host and a longtime runner himself, Jim Lynch. Hey, runners. How you doing? I hope everybody out there is doing just amazing. Because we're already in March of 2022 Very beginning of March You may have already run a race so far this year You may be training for an upcoming race You may have just started running and starting to see the results Or you may be just running for fun Whatever it is, I hope you're injury free I hope you're getting in your miles And I hope you're loving running How about that? That's kind of a rhyme all right, you're listening to episode number 75. My name is Jim Lynch, and this is my podcast, Feel Good Running. If you're a brand new listener, welcome. Really glad to have you here. And to my regular listeners, thank you so much. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Well, I haven't had an episode out in a little bit. I've had a pretty rough February. Yep. I got the flu and I was in bed for seven days. I was having the chills and then the sweats and I had no energy whatsoever. And it absolutely knocked the heck out of my fitness. I can't believe how much I lost in that period of time. Now, back at Christmas, I got Omicron and those were really mild symptoms. I had kind of a tired feeling and kind of fluish feeling for a couple of days, but I snapped out of that quickly. Now I don't know if this was a reoccurrence of Omicron because I'm fully vaccinated and I had my booster. Uh it could have been I didn't get tested this time because I didn't see a need for it. But man, it was a rough road. But I am recuperating and getting back. I gotta get my endurance back. That's the problem. I uh you know was doing very well beforehand Endurance was doing good. I was increasing my speed. I was just loving running. And then I got hit with this. I was supposed to do the Las Vegas Rock and Roll Half Marathon, and I couldn't do it. I had to bail on it. And that really was disappointing because I was looking forward to it. And I had a goal that I wanted to reach. So I'll have to give it a shot at the next race. Not sure which race I'm going to do yet, but I'm looking at several of them. But I also am extremely involved with the Maui Marathon right now. That's going to be on April 24th. And what a vacation that would be for you to get out there. We have a marathon, marathon relay. We have a half marathon, 10K and 5K race. And for all of you listeners, if you want to run the marathon or the half marathon, as a listener of the Feel Good Running podcast, I have a special code for you that will give you 25% off of the registration. Yeah, 25% off. That's a nice chunk of change that you'll save. So if you want to come out to Maui and run our marathon or half marathon, because that's what this applies to, this code, go to MauiMarathon.com and you can register there. Put in the code FEELGOODRUNNING25. It's all lowercase. So be careful not to put any caps in there. Feel good running 25 lowercase special code for you. And you'll get 25% off the registration for the marathon or the half marathon. Now this code does not apply to the 10k or the 5k. But say for instance, you want to run the marathon or half marathon and bring out a spouse, a partner, family or whatever, and they're runners too and just want to do a 10K or 5K, they can sign up also and make it a family affair or a couple's affair or just come out by yourself and just enjoy. I hope you come out because we got everything set. And because it's our 50th year of the Maui Marathon, we're having an after party to celebrate the 50th running of the Maui Marathon. So April 24th is when our race will be. I hope to see you out there. Well, it's definitely winter in Denver. We had a heck of a cold streak a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it was cold. We're talking minus four degrees and temperature not getting up past eight degrees during the day. Uh, ice and snow on the ground. Not fun for running. Got to be real careful out there. Last October, I fractured my wrist and it's feeling 100% now, but I'm a little paranoid about the ice. And we have more snow and cold this week, so I'm hoping that this is pretty much the last of it because I am ready for spring. But one thing I don't mind is running in the cooler temperatures. I just love running in cool temperatures. I'm not a big heat runner, so I know it's coming very, very soon. Well, again, thank you so much for your patience. I'm very sorry I have not had an episode out in a few weeks. So what I'm going to do is do back-to-back weeks. Yeah, this, this episode here, and then next week you can expect another one to get caught up. But I really appreciate your patience and hope you stick with me. It's not something that I like to do to have these delays, but um, I know you're really dedicated listeners and so I appreciate it. Well, runners, let's move on to this episode's inspirational running stories. These are really good stories. You're going to enjoy them this episode. And please share the podcast, this episode with your running friends and on your social media platforms. It really does help the show to grow. All right, let's get to the stories. Enjoy. Searching anywhere and everywhere? Get ready, because it's time for this episode's inspirational feel-good running news. Okay, runners, I know a lot of you have set new fitness goals in January for 2022, and for some it's been a stretch, some are succeeding, and sadly, some have given up and quit. But for those that are hanging in there, there's a lot to build on based on everything you may have accomplished in 2021. It appears the pandemic was a great motivator for a lot of people to get up off the couch. The running app Strava recently released the Strava Year in Sport readout, and the data shows everything users accomplished in the past year, and it was record-breaking. In fact, there was a 38% year-over-year increase in logged activities. That's a lot. So let's take a closer look at the Strava year in sport that was recently reported in Runner's World. According to the report, there are 95 million total athletes in the Strava community, with a whopping 2 million joining each month. Man, I really need to tap into this community to share my podcast wonder how you do that maybe you sharing my podcast would help those athletes logged in 1.8 billion activities covering 20 billion miles and sharing 9.6 billion kudos in the process strava athletes who set a new year's goal were two hours more active in january than those who didn't and that's because goals matter Newer runners didn't just set goals, they achieved them. When comparing data from 2020 to 2021, nearly two times the number of new athletes scored a PR. And that was true across distances from 5K to a 50K. Keep in mind, the platform only counts a PR if you run the distance at least twice. Chasing goals is easier when done with a group. More than 189,000 new clubs were formed on Strava in 2021, and membership in all clubs grew 37%. I was so excited about this stat. It just reinforces my strong belief that running groups and clubs can make a huge difference in helping runners at all levels staying dedicated to their goals. Consequently, group challenges made a big difference in motivation. Half of all participants logged more activities in the month after starting a challenge than before starting it. In addition to the pandemic, we experienced some severe climate events and something I found particularly interesting were the trends as a result of some of our planet's craziest weather and a year of very dramatic natural disasters. During such events, priorities change and unsurprisingly, workouts take a backseat to safety. For example, Texas experienced severe cold and power outages in February of last year. According to the Strava data, outdoor activities in the area decreased by 57%. On the opposite side of the weather spectrum, the summer heat wave in Oregon caused outdoor activities to diminish too, by 23%. These phenomena weren't exclusive to the United States. Madrid, Spain's January snowstorm, forced runners into indoor activities, which increased by 55%. Similarly, the Japanese city of Nagano endured terrible flooding in August, which led to a 56% increase in indoor activity. And I too was affected by the incredible hot summer here in Denver last year. I bailed on several of my runs due to the heat. I'm not a good runner in the heat. Don't like it. But what can you do? You just have to work through it. Overall, athletes are resilient. They'll get their workouts in. They just might have to do so inside during extremely difficult weather. So Strava also shared some 2021 interesting run-specific facts that I'd like to share with you. Runners logged a whopping 2.4 billion miles globally in 2021. U.S. runners logged 425.1 million miles. The average run distance globally was 3.9 miles, with those identifying as males averaging 4.0 miles and females 3.4. The global average duration for a run was 38 minutes and 48 seconds, with those identifying as females typically clocking 37 minutes and 42 seconds and males 39 minutes and 30 seconds on average. U.S. runners fell slightly short on the global averages, clocking 35 minutes and 29 second runs on an average and 3.7 average miles. Total global elevation gain was 114.5 billion feet. U.S. elevation gains was 18.8 billion feet. Man, those are really some amazing statistics that most of us never even knew. Now, while the pandemic is one of the worst things we've gone through in recent history, I guess one way to look at this is the pandemic also drove us to be more active and more people than ever are running now. And I mean a lot more. And that is such good news for the health and well-being of us runners. Just love it. I put a link to the Runner's World article in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com. When you have a few minutes, check out the data and read about something else you may find surprising, and that's the case made for walking to help runners keep running. For some of us, it's really hard to walk when we can run, but there's a distinct advantage to athletes to add a simple walk during the day to keep you in your best shape. So that's 2021 in a nutshell according to Strava. If you're a member of the Strava community, see how well you stacked up in 2021 according to the aggregate data and use the data to enforce your 2022 goals. Then get out there and go for a run. It does a body good. Since we've been talking about our 2022 goals and resolutions for this year, I ran across an article about a pretty innovative training program that I thought might help us all have a stronger finish at our races in 2022. Though there are many training programs, I felt this is one worth mentioning. It's all about pacing ourselves for our best performance. The idea is to train just hard enough to make you stronger and faster, but not too hard to where you get injured or fatigued, which will slow you way down. It's a favorite from Coach Marilyn Chakota, who likes it because it helps athletes tune into their pacing and effort levels. Coach Marilyn's training philosophy is that a good coach listens and learns from their athletes. Over years of coaching, she has observed different needs between her athletes, and every program is personalized for success. For this running program, the main set involves a blend of intervals ranging from marathon pace to 10K pace with an option to up the intensity to a 5K pace in the second round if you're feeling good. It's all about you and how you are progressing and feeling. Begin with a 10 to 15 minute easy warm-up building the effort from RPE, which is rate of perceived exertion. RPE is a scale used to identify the intensity of your exercise based on how hard you feel or perceive your effort to be. The RPE scale typically runs from 0 to 10, with 0 being literally nothing and 10 being the hardest you could possibly exert yourself. For example, a 7 over 10 RPE means you should be at least about 7 out of 10 in terms of perceived exertion, or about a 70% effort. For reference, here's how Strava defines the 0 to 10 RPE scale. easy is one to three. You could talk normally, breathe naturally, and basically feel very comfortable. Moderate is four to six. You can talk in short spurts. Breathing is more labored within your comfort zone, but working. Hard is seven to nine. Can barely talk. You are breathing heavily and are outside your comfort zone. And max effort is 10. You are at your physical limit or past it. You're gasping for breath. You can't talk and can barely remember your name. One thing to note, though, RPE is a subjective measure on how hard something feels both physically and mentally for you in that specific workout on that specific day. You might perceive the same effort as harder or easier on a different day for any number of reasons your fatigue level, illness, weather, even mental fatigue makes a workout feel harder. That is why RPE is commonly used as just one metric among a number of tools to help fine tune your training. So let's get into this a little bit. To begin this workout, your RPE should be four out of 10, up to five to six out of 10, with a few 20 to 30 second accelerations towards the end. You'll then progress to the main set, Which is two rounds of one mile at marathon pace, half mile at half marathon pace, quarter mile at a 10K pace, and a quarter mile easy. Repeat a second time, and if you're feeling strong and ready to up the intensity slightly, then increase your efforts as follows for the second round one mile at half marathon pace, half mile at 10K pace, quarter mile at a 5K pace and quarter mile easy. Marilyn says don't force the pace. Instead, focus on running well and smoothly. And remember that fatigue will accumulate through the set. So don't go out too hard to begin with. We're all sometimes guilty of that. Once you're done, wrap it up with a 10 to 15 minute easy jog, bringing your heart rate down and running relaxed. In the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com, take a look at the article about Coach Marilyn and her approach to coaching that is tailored for the individual athlete. Included is the sample one-hour training program in detail. I like this approach because it works for all runners and helps us to stay within a boundary so we can excel and build speed and strength while avoiding injury or burnout. This is a similar approach Coach Alex takes with our speed work sessions with my running group, Runner's Edge of the Rockies here in Denver. I'll tell you from personal experience, it works, and the results are almost instantaneous. Now, that is if you put in the effort and if you put in the work. I included a link to Coach Marilyn's website, again, for this episode show notes at feelgoodrunning.com so you can learn more about her and her training programs. So if you are feeling the need for speed for the upcoming race season and need to switch up your program to get there, this just might be the ticket for you. As runners, we all want to get faster. So what the heck, give it a try. Good luck. Okay, and finally, runners set their sights on some pretty lofty goals just to see if we can do it. I know my early goal as a runner was to run a marathon. That was it. I just wanted to run one marathon, and I was challenged by my brother. Then after that first marathon, I got the bug and I continued to run and got nine marathons under my belt until I moved to Denver. And I just wanted to do one more so I could have ten. Then I met my friend David, and he started running, and I got him turned on the marathons, and we did a couple races together. And then in New York City, we came up with the goal of running a marathon in all 50 states plus D.C. Well, we finally accomplished that goal by completing the Breakers Marathon in Rhode Island in 2006, and we became certified 50-state finishers. I had a feeling that I never have experienced before after I finished the 50 states. I was beside myself. I have never felt so accomplished, so proud, and I felt like I could do anything. And of course, I continued on to complete 100 marathons and finally hung up my marathon shoes at 101 marathons. So... Regardless of my accomplishments, I can just imagine that's how John Hickson and his daughter Lauren Phillips must have felt, only times 10. That's because they did something that most of us consider impossible, and that's running 26.2 in the coldest place on earth, Antarctica. What's more, John didn't even start running until he was in his 40s. When he started, he started because he realized he had no life outside of work. He started because he wanted a hobby and needed to get into something to help him get a life. And like most of us runners, he set a lofty goal to run all of the world's seven continents. He joined a unique group of runners belonging to the Seven Continents Club. The club was founded in 1995 when their inaugural Antarctica Marathon and Half Marathon made it possible for runners to conquer a marathon or half marathon on seven continents. So John enticed his daughter, Lauren, to join him by the promise of travel to some really cool places. Places people wouldn't normally go for a run, like Antarctica, where the high temperature for running the marathon is around 7 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm -hmm. You heard me right, 7 degrees And I'd say that's more than a bit nippy And actually this past week in Denver I was not really sure if I was in Antarctica Since our temperatures hovered around minus 1 to 10 degrees Yep, that is also a bit nippy Apparently what they had to do was layer ski gear clothing And take it on and off as needed But what really got me was at the end Their shoes were literally frozen on their feet, and they had to peel them off. There was another thing that really struck me when I read about this race, and that was the vastness of the terrain and the absolute quiet of the white landscape devoid of plant or animal life. It's called Union Glacier, and the landscape is hundreds of miles of glacial tundra basically it's ice that's a mile and a half thick covered with snow and it felt as if they were running the entire race on loose sand which is hard enough on a beach but we're talking sub freezing conditions where you lose the feeling in your feet but what struck my imagination is how john describes being out there he's from louisiana and here's what he said about the experience let's say you went into the woods here in southwest louisiana you might not hear any cars or people or anything, but you're going to hear wind blowing in the trees, animals, and stuff like that. Well, in Antarctica, you heard nothing. It's literally breathtaking silence as you look across just the landscape of white. It's truly breathtaking and amazing and nothing like I've ever seen or experienced. Another thing that makes this marathon unique is that it's not run against time. In fact, the goal is to finish because the conditions are so harsh. John and Lauren finished in just under seven hours, which John said was probably two to three hours more than it would take on a normal marathon for him. Another weird thing is that they ran overnight, but it was light. That's because during summer, Antarctica is on the side of Earth tilted toward the sun and is in constant sunlight. They ran overnight from 5 p.m. to 2.30 in the morning. It was a lot to overcome, but reaching a goal made the extraordinary effort worth it. And now his daughter is hooked. She said, I'm going to try to do the New York Marathon and also Tokyo, Japan. All my trips are going to revolve around it, but I'm not going to drag my dad along this time and my family. I don't know if it was part of his goal, but to me, the bond that was created between him and his daughter is priceless. Read more about this extraordinary bond and their love of running together. You can find it at the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com. Plus, for those of you inspired to now set your sights on the Seven Continents, click on the link to the Seven Continents Club website, also in the show notes, and get ready to become a globetrotter. And as a side note, I have a friend here in Denver, Lisa Atencio, who is an amazing runner and is striving to run the Seven Continents herself. And in late January this year, she ran the Antarctica Marathon and finished. Amazing. And we are so proud of Lisa. Rock on, sister. Well, runners, pretty staggering the Strava statistics, right? What a great sport we are in with so many others. And I know that I'm looking to get faster this year, and I'm going to check out Coach Marilyn Speed Workout. And what a story with the father and daughter, John and Lauren, in Antarctica, hmm? I hope you got something out of these stories. I just love bringing them to you. Okay, it's time for this episode's motivating quote. And I love quotes. And now that many of us, depending on where you live, are looking forward to transitioning to spring from snowy winter, this quote is so appropriate. Now, the author is unknown, but definitely appropriate for this time of the year. And it goes like this. Summer bodies are earned in the winter. Yes, summer bodies are earned in the winter When the weather turns to warm and beautiful And you're in your shorts and t-shirts Or your swimsuits for pool season You want that summer body, right? So if you haven't already, get started today It's not too late, it's March, right? So you got a couple months before you have to reveal that summer body And I'm right there with you I got some work to do before summer comes Well, that's it for this episode. And if you don't know, the show notes for this episode includes links to the related stories that I talked about. Also, if you don't know, there are now timestamps in the show notes so you can get to any portion of this podcast you may be interested in. I hope you check all of it out at the show notes for this episode at feelgoodrunning.com. All right. So do you want to help out the podcast? Well, all you simply need to do is share this episode with your running friends and on your social media platforms. It just takes a second to share, and I would really, really appreciate it. And you can always send me a note on how you like the podcast at jim at feelgoodrunning.com. I'll read all of them and I'll respond to you. Well, keep reaching for your running goals and remember to always be kind to everyone, even when some... Are not kind to you. It will enhance your day and go a long way to make this world a better place. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms. To access the show notes that included all the resources and links for this episode and to access past episodes, go to feelgoodrunning.com. Until next time, keep motivated. Keep focused and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.